0: This episode is sponsored by Midstrike Magazine, the first diverse digital runners magazine. Visit midstrikemagazine.com to keep up to date on all of your diverse running news. Women's History Month continues with runner, triathlete, and coach Dion, aka DD Fitzpiration. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Run Wave Podcast. I am your host Kim. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you are a return listener, welcome back. I truly appreciate you tuning into the show week after week. If you are watching the show at home, you see me sporting my fly the runwave hoodie. Be sure to support the show and pick up your own hoodie. You can go to therunwave.com slash shop and order a hoodie for yourself. They come in a variety of colors and we also have some Ride This Wave tees and a cute Ride This Wave hoodie as well. So be sure to go to the website and cop you some fresh The Run Wave gear. It is still March and I am continuing Highlighting great women for Women's History Month. And next up, I have Dion. She is someone that I have known. Practically since the start of my running journey, and our running slash triathlon journeys have taken similar paths. And she is one of the reasons why I actually got into triathlon, why I ran my first marathon. She's just really been an inspiration, which lives up to her name, DD Inspiration. <laughs> She's been an inspiration to me for a very long time, and I think that you will really get into her story because it is just a story that fits so many of us so it is very relatable she's a very relatable person and she also has a great book that is out which you should definitely check out so let's get into our chat all right everybody please welcome to the show runner marathoner iron man fitness, nutrition coach, triathlon coach. Oh, she, She's a bunch of things. We'll get into that. So please welcome Dion to the show. Hey Kim. Hey. How are you? I'm Thank good. you.
1: How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, it's a long time coming.
1: Yes, yes. I watch your shows all the time. They are so cool. Thank so you. congratulations on the runway.
0: Thank you so much. I feel like I haven't seen you like in person in forever.
1: It has been forever,
0: probably since
1: our last trip together.
0: Oh my God. That was 2019 April.
1: Yeah. That's about right.
0: Wow. Did I see you at the marathon? I think you went, you went ways before me. So we see each other there, but we see each other Mm -hmm. online. So it feels
1: like we see each other more than we do, but.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm happy to be able to finally
1: chat with you on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Of I'm course. happy to be here.
0: <laughs> so, so tell everyone a little bit about Dion. Where are
1: you originally from? Sure. So my name is Dion. I am from the south shore of Long Island, New York, is pretty much where I lived all my life. This is where I grew up. Um I am 48 years old. I'll be 49 this year. Wow. Um, I am a police officer with the Hempstead Police Department uh, with the rank of detective. And I'm assigned to the FBI Gang Task Force, which I've been with them. The FBI has kind of barred me since uh, 2009. I've been with them on the task force since 2009. Uh, I've been on a job in total for twenty four years. Next year will be my twenty-fifth year. Wow. So you've lived in Long Island your whole life? My whole life, Kim. I've um born and raised South Shore Long Island. Won't tell you the exact <laughs> town, but <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Were you born in Atlanta? No. <laughs> Well, I know your mom lives in Atlanta. Where, where were you born? Where, was oh, you was born, born in, in Brooklyn. No, in, in, in the Bronx. I'm from the Bronx.
0: My mom Sorry. moved to Atlanta like six years ago. So that's why I'm that's back right. and forth
1: there so much.
0: But that's God, right. I don't know why I thought you were from somewhere else.
1: No. So my parents are from Trinidad. I'm not sure if that's, um, uh, but I was born here in the States. Um, but my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago, which is an island in the Caribbean. Mm
0: -hmm. okay okay so how do you like being a detective a woman detective
1: yeah so I love my job um these last few years it's been a little challenging um but um it's a career that that I love to be honest with you um it's you know Sometimes you're like a girl trying to fit into a guy's world at work Mm -hmm. because the team that I belong on is uh, an all men's team. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been like that uh, since I joined. Um, But, you know, you kind of get used to it and I'm kind of like one of the guys now, you know.
0: (laughs) So how is Mm -hmm. it? Are there a lot of women on the police force?
1: That's a good question. So the... Hempstead Police Department, like Freeport, Kim has their own police department. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a small village. And we now have a lot of women on the the department. Our department is really small. It's uh, about, uh, I would say maybe close to 130 officers in total. That's including bosses and the chief. Um, And I would say when, when I came on, there was only, I don't know, maybe four women maybe five. I think one have retired that year. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have, I would say at least 15 women. Wow. It sounds like it's not a lot, but with a department of a hundred, it's, you know, it, they've, they've come a long way. We have Hispanic women. We have black women. We have, uh, some white women. Um, they've, they've come a long way. I would say we have at least 15 to 18 women now.
0: So they're making progress, slowly but surely. (laughs) Yes, right. So I see behind you, or your picture wall there, and I see
1: your daughter. So tell us a little bit about your daughter. So my daughter, uh, her name is L'Oreal, like the makeup. We call her Lulu for short. Uh, She works for Hot 97, the radio station. Mm -hmm. And her her name there, as they call her there, is L'Oreal Lucci. Um, she's 30 years old. She actually turned 30 last week. Lori is 30 now? She's 30 years old. Yes. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) God, no. If Lori's getting old, that means I'm getting old too. We're both
1: getting old, Kim. Um, and she's doing fantastic. She loves her job. She, um, is in charge of the social media and digital aspect of, um hot 97 and it's some um, you know she went to school for journalism she went to buffalo state and um she loves her job that's good it's i conven- remember
0: i remember when she mm-hmm. graduated like it doesn't seem that long ago
1: but right oh Lori's 30 yes oh, yeah boy um I'm flying it really is um, and I have to be honest, you know, during the pandemic, I really appreciate her job, where it allows her the flexibility to stay home, um, you know, because of the pandemic, pan- pandemic, excuse me, it's just so much safer and makes me feel at ease, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: How has it mm-hmm. been for you during the pandemic? Because you're on the front line, basically.
1: Yeah, so um, pretty much for the last... Uh, 18 months. I've been working six days a week. Not a lot of time for fun stuff until mm-hmm. last week when I took Lori away for her birthday. Um, You know, the, the pandemic was tough. You know, um, between the t- pandemic and social injustice and stuff like that, it's it's been a rough year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not complaining. Like I said, I do love my job and. Um, know while the whole world shut down pretty much um you know i i didn't have the luxury of staying home and um working online i you know i still have to go to work yeah i know and And still as and still interact with people and you know that was that's tough too you know Mm -hmm. you try to be as cautious as you can and um you know it just puts you in a real scary spot you don't know who you know who has it who doesn't it's you know so you just try to be as careful as you can do
0: you feel safer now because you got the vaccine right
1: i did get fully vaccinated i got the moderna am i pronouncing it right no i think it's moderna i don't know
0: Moderna
1: moderna 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 yeah um, I was fully vaccinated on February 10th is when I received my second shot. And um, I wouldn't say I feel safer because my daughter is not vaccinated. So I'm still interacting with people at work, a lot of people at work yeah. on a daily basis. So I'm just always afraid that I bring something home. So I'm, although I'm vaccinated, I'm still super careful. You know, in terms of wearing the mask, washing my hands and, you know, doing all those things that we, you know, try to do to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you for doing all that you do, because I commend everyone that has had to work through this pandemic, because I'm lucky enough that I could sit home all day, bored yeah. to death. but, <laughs> you know, I can stay home, but a lot of people weren't that fortunate. And yeah, I commend you for going out there and still going out there every single day because it's not over people think that it's over but we're like still in the thick of it
1: absolutely and I think you know especially this summer although more people can get vaccinated we still have to be really careful um you know spring break is coming and just you know we all just have to be really careful and you know spring
0: break is here you didn't see those see those videos in Miami they twerking in Florida
1: Crazy, yeah! I just can't even imagine. I can't um, imagine. That. I can't believe it. And can we just shout out not just to law enforcement, but all the other people on the front lines, like you know, bus drivers, um, our sanitation people, our grocery store clerks. I mean, you know, hospital workers. Of course, everybody from you know maintenance workers to nurses and doctors. Like, shout mm-hmm. out to. Everybody, right?
0: Everyone. We appreciate all that everyone has done during this time, of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: So let's get into your running journey. When did you start this thing that we all love, this recreational running?
1: Okay, so in the summer of 2012 um, is when I went to a local race in the town where I work in, Hempstead, where they had, uh, it's called Hempstead Day. And it's a, it's what's considered a small race a 5k. Um, normally every year I had worked a race where I was directing traffic and stuff like that. But this mm-hmm. year I wanted to actually participate in the race.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I go to this race. Uh, we met, I believe at Kennedy park and before I went out for the race, I remember looking at my local radio's uh, TV station, News Twelve, where they was featuring a group called Black Girls Run,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they talked about you know their running journey and how they meet weekly and. Um, I believe they were already at kennedy park and i was like wow that's the race that i'm going to Mm -hmm. uh when i got there i actually saw the women from this group black girls run and a few of them you know i went up to i don't remember exactly who i spoke to but they were very inviting and told me you know they meet weekly at the freeport track um and they were like you should come out and i was like okay you know i pretty but that was my I think my second 5k, the first year I did it. Um, I walked and this, this year, that particular year in 2012, I did like a run walk. Um, after that race, I did go to the Freeport track where I met you Mm -hmm. and some other girls from the group. And You know, you guys were great. It was like, you know, no judgments. It was, you know, everybody was at different levels. I feel like you guys were seasoned runners already. No.
0: Okay. Now let me jump in here. So Deanna and I know each other through Black Girls Run. That's how we both started running. And I actually think that you started running before me because I started running in August of 2012. So when was that race?
1: The the race was in June.
0: So you started running before me.
1: Yeah, I I, I started running. That race in Hempstead was in June of 2012. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like June, July, August is when I started going to, uh, the Freeport and and Baldwin track to run. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys were like always dressed cute. You always had on your cute outfits and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I want to be like that. (laughs) Um. The girls had mentioned that they were doing a race that was coming up called the Diva Race. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some were doing a half marathon. Others were doing a 10K and they were like, you should do it. And I was like, all right, you know, so I came to the track more often, trying to be a little bit more consistent. My uh, walks turned into a little walk, which is, you know, when you run and jog and Mm -hmm. then I learned how to jog. And I did my first half marathon, via the diva race in October, that October. And it was the hardest thing ever. OMG, mm-hmm. my, my daughter was in college at the time and I remember coming home, I could barely walk. I was like, this is crazy. It was hard, it was to, to date then it was the hardest thing i had ever done. But I felt so accomplished. I was like, wow. Um, many girls from Black Girls Run had done that race. So, you know, we had all seen each other, you know, at the finish line. And that's the race where they give you the champagne and the rose, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. tiara. You know, pretty popular in different states. And then uh, fast forward a little bit. Someone in that group, um, same running group, had mentioned you know they did triathlons and they're a triathlete and it was the first time i had honestly kim ever heard of those two words triathlon and triathlete did you know anything about triathlons or being a triathlete before bgr
0: i you know i watched the kona race before but i never really like it was just something on tv that i watched. you know if you ask me what the sport was not things like that, I probably wouldn't have known, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is another little tidbit is that I got into triathlon because of Dion. <laughs> oh shoot. <sure. laughs> yeah, because you guys were training for that first race. What year was that?
1: 2013.
0: Oh, so we went from running to triathlon like that, right? But I was the following year because I saw you guys and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And you guys were training. And I, I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I watched it on TV, but didn't really know. But right. yeah, you're the reason why I, you and Lisa Laws, like, you're you guys are the reason why I got into triathlon.
1: Wow, it's um. So like I said, one of the girls in the group had mentioned she was a triathlete, does triathlons, and I had, unlike you, I had never. Saw it on TV. Never heard of those two words, and she mentioned she was doing a seminar about it um, in December of uh, 2012 at Queens uh, one one of the colleges. So I went. A bunch of us went from the mm-hmm. group, and it was so interesting. It was, you know, basically a triathlon is a multi sport where you swim, bike, and run in that order. And like marathons, there's different distances. They, you know, everything from a smaller race up to a bigger race. And um, they mentioned in this seminar that there was a sprint triathlon coming up in April of 2013. And we should do it. (laughs) And (laughs) I was like, man, I just did this half marathon and now you want me to add uh, swimming and biking, like it sounds, like really crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, no, but where do I sign up? You know, it it intrigued me a little bit, yeah. you know. So, um, so 2013, I did my first sprint triathlon, which was at the time the mini mighty man. It's mm-hmm. uh, the distance for a sprint triathlon is you swim 800 meters you bike six miles and then you run uh some most of them are 5ks and that was super hard i was like oh my god i got like a coach for it we, a group of us trained for it and it was incredible it was like the most amazing thing that i had done like i had done this half marathon in october of 2012 and it's. Fast forward 2013, I did this sprint triathlon. So that's kind of where I got hooked, I would say. Um, And just seeing other women doing it, I was like, yeah, this isn't bad, you know? Um, That summer, the coach, um, my coach, she's still my coach, Coach Jacks. She was doing, um, I think it was Louisville. Mm -hmm. I believe she was doing an Ironman that year called Ironman Louisville. And she was like, you know, you want to come? And I was like, okay. So her and her group of people, they drove to Louisville from New York. And I took a plane and met them there. And I got to spectate at an Ironman. And I was like, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. It was August. It was hot. They don't do the race in August anymore because it's, um, I think that was the last year they did it in August because of the extreme heat conditions. Um, it was, it felt like 110 degrees to me in the shades just standing still. So I can't even imagine what those athletes felt like. But just spectating at that Ironman was such an amazing experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, her mother was very good at spectating in terms of knowing when to meet her at different locations, you know, after the swim, after the bike, you know, in different spots during the run, because uh, my coach Jax had done other Ironmans. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, man, she's done this more than once. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and um, it was that August when I was like, you know what? I want to do an Ironman. And she was like, all right, you know. Um, So fast forward a little bit more that. So that spectating was in August of 2013. Um, I had done a half Ironman in uh, 2013 also, towards the end of the year. I did the Mighty Montauk. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, Out here in New York on uh, Long Island. That was super hard. So that was kind of was like
0: every race was super hard, right?
1: Oh my god! But they all—they really they are. are. Mm-hmm. They really are. So I ended up uh, doing my first after spectating in 2013, that Ironman in August. I did my first full Ironman in 2014, uh, which was Ironman Mont Tremblant, which is in Canada. Um, it was hard. (laughs) I know it was.
0: I know it was. I I can't even imagine because 70.3 is hard. I can't even imagine what double the distance is.
1: 70.3 is hard. And, you know, 140.6 was, you know, extremely difficult. Um, We were very worried about the cutoff times because after I finished, the, uh, the bike, it's a very, it's very hilly there. Um, just like marathons, you have, you know, locations where it's flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ironman and, you know, triathlon is the same thing. You have um, areas where it's either hilly or it's flat, but it's windy. So this particular place, the weather is nice, but it's very hilly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and when I got off the bike, I remember them rushing me. The, the, the volunteers rushing me into the tent where you get changed and was like, you got to hurry up. You have literally five minutes before you um, get cut off, you know, because for, for each discipline, you have uh, cutoff times, you know, mm-hmm. where you have to do it within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not considered, you know, an Ironman. Mm-hmm. So when I got off the bike, I literally had five minutes to start my Enter it. wow I, I didn't even change I didn't have I put on sneakers of course but the top that I had meant to uh, wear to run in I did not have time to change it was wet it was like you know you know you have you know like trying to take a bra top off <laughs> when you're wet it, mm-hmm. it was too much pressure um so then you know I finished and I remember the feeling was just like so amazing. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is, this is, it's too hard. It's, I'm never doing this again. And then I was like, you know, like a week later, it's like, all right, when is the next one? Where else can I do it?
0: And now you you're know? seven, seven Ironmans later. Yes. That's
1: crazy. Yes. That is crazy.
0: You know what? I'm going to get into this later, but I read your book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't know that you did seven. I knew you did a lot. Uh, I didn't know you did seven
1: Ironmans. I did seven. So basically, from 2014 up until uh, 2009, I didn't. I did an Ironman every year since 2014. Um, because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to do it in 2020. I was scheduled to do Ironman Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did two last year. Um, I did Iron Man Montreal Blanc in August. And then in September, I did Iron Man Marilyn, uh, which was my plans for 2020. I was going to do two. But, you know, yes. life happens. So, you know, yeah. you gonna do it? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know if, you know, I mean, I know, uh Races are starting to slowly come back, but I'm interested to see if full Ironman races will be back this year.
0: Well, there was a race this um, past weekend in Miami, um, Challenge Miami. Yeah. So they're racing in the South. Mm -hmm.
1: And that was a 70.3, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. So if we want to race, I think we're going to have to go to the South to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So in addition to seven Ironmans, you've done 19 marathons.
1: I've done a bunch of marathons. Which I didn't Uh, know either. I did
0: not know that you've done that many marathons. I mean, I know you did a lot of New York City marathons, like over
1: the years, but 19? I did 19 marathons. And I guess by now it would be 20 because when the book came out, I hadn't done the, um, the, I did a virtual marathon in 2020, the Long Island Marathon that was canceled, I did it virtually. So um, that doesn't show up in athletes, but it, it shows up on my Garmin. <laughs> it counts for me. Um, a lot of the marathons, Kim, um, I did as like runcations. Um, mm-hmm. Some that uh, many that you were a part of and you organized, um, which was great. And some of them I used as training for Ironman races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, um, I was reading what you said, like Barbados was like one of your hardest marathons that you ever did.
1: Oh my God. That was the year when I wanted to stop after the halfway point and Wendy, who came with us on the trip had never done a marathon before, never mm-hmm. trained for a marathon before. She was like, "Come on, let's do it. We can do it." That no, honestly, Barbados was one of the. Uh, I I don't know if I didn't train well enough for it. I know it, it was, was hot. I
0: know that. It was. It, I think it was the heat. I, and I don't know if you remember, but at the turnaround point, we mm-hmm. re, I ran into you. Yes. Me And another girl, and it was you and Wendy. And. Yeah. He, And there's a picture of the four of us and like we're talking to you and I just remember like you didn't want to go on, but you had Wendy there and it's like, you know, if she wasn't there, do you think you would have just not? I would have stopped. I would have stopped. That was hard. I mean, people don't realize how hot it gets. And this is in December in in the Caribbean, but Barbados is so far south, like it's very close to the equator. So that's why it's so hot. But those, I agree with you. That's like one of the
1: hardest places to run in because of that extreme heat. The heat was, and I had done, uh, at that point, I had done Jamaica Marathon twice, which is also hot. Um, it, those races start at 5 a.m. So you're done, you know, uh, by 9, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But Barbados, for some reason for me, I that Till this day it was still my hardest marathon, and if Wendy wasn't there, I most likely would not have continued. the The water that they were giving out at that point was tasted like tea.
0: It was. Hot. Um, they said,
1: <laughs> "Yes, it, yeah. it literally tasted like tea." And, you know, they say you're not supposed to drink, you know, cold, cold water, but I needed cold water. Even to pour it on my head, just felt like bath water, and mm-hmm. you know. But Wendy got me through it. That's,
0: you know, she got me through it. Listen, that that I remember when we went back, I don't know, it might have been two years later. It was even worse. Like the girls were like, had to get off and get in an ambulance. It was so bad. It was like, it was really bad. Like after that, if we ever went back, I would discourage people for signing up for the marathon. Like it's, it's a lot.
1: Yeah. Do you remember what time of day that race started? Was it five a.m.? The, it did start at five a.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember um, the
0: sun comes up there. It's like by like six
1: thirty. It's like hot already. Yeah. It's already in the seventies. You know, every and then every hour it gets hotter and hotter. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a good time. But it was definitely one of the hardest marathons I've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about your fitness journey because it seems like in the last, I don't know, like two to three years, like there was like a switch with you. And it's, the, I mean, you've always been like very active and I would say a little bit competitive as well, but it seems like you, there was a switch and you started taking, you know, your nutrition more seriously and things like that. So what, what was that catalyst for you? What made you, you know, kind of like switch directions.
1: So, um, although I had been doing Ironmans and running marathons and stuff like that, and I'm competitive, I think with myself, um, I, I noticed that like, I wasn't really getting any much better, um, And I'll never forget, I won't mention this person's name, but, you know, words hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I remember going to, how can I put this without you trying to even guess who it is? I went to swim practice, pool swim practice one day. And one of the coaches who I won't mention their name, Um, I I had just come back from one of the big run cases that you had planned and they were like where did you come from I you know maybe had a tan or whatever and the person and I said oh I went to XYZ to do a marathon and they were like you run all these marathons how come you kind of like you know kind of suggesting that I was overweight Mm -hmm. and I remember my feelings being so hurt because of those words you know and I have for the most part pretty much thick skin the line of work that I work in you gotta have some thick skin right Mm -hmm. but I just remember feeling so like and I remember talking to one of the other girls about it and they were like oh you know uh men just say the craziest things okay so now you know it's a guy Um, um you know, so, so, so words hurt, but in my, in my journey, um, I kind of always thought because I was running and because I was doing these Ironmans that I kind of just gave myself permission to eat whatever I wanted, you know? Oh, I ran a marathon, you know, I can, I can eat whatever I want for the rest of the week or the rest of the month, or because I'm training for this Ironman, I could eat whatever I want. And the truth is, you know, depending on what you want your results to be, whether it's to maintain weight, lose weight, or get a little bit better at the discipline, a lot of it has to do not just with training itself, but the nutrition part of it, you know? And not only was I thinking that I could eat anything I want, I'm not talking about like salads and you know, grilled chicken, I was eating literally whatever I wanted, you know, pints of ice cream and, you know, oh, I'll run it off, you know. And, you know, there's a a saying, it sounds cliche, you can't outrun a bad diet, but it's really true. And my nutrition for a long time just had not met the standards of where I was in training. And once I started eating better, I noticed my times got a little bit better. I felt a little bit better. I wasn't as winded, and I started feeling better from the inside out. Um, and that that makes a big difference your your nutrition. So my workouts pretty much stayed the same, but once I changed what I was eating in terms of, you know, the the more common sense stuff of you know not. Um, Too many fried foods and not too many sweets and stuff like that. Um, My body changed physically, but, you know, it also changed up here mentally also. I felt a lot better. Um, My run times, you know, increased and I just felt overall much better.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you cut anything out like totally like meat,
1: dairy? So like you, um, and I'll never forget when you went vegan. um, No,
0: I was vegetarian.
1: Vegetarian. I couldn't give up eggs and cheese. (laughs) But the meat, I could give up. Yeah. And then uh, one day you just had bacon after the baby, I think. I remember. I'll never forget. (laughs) Um, So more recently, I changed to... A more plant-based diet. Um, the end of the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Yeah, the end of night, 2019. I wanted to try, you know, a more plant-based diet and see how that made me feel. And honestly, it it, it made me feel the best I had ever felt going plant-based. Um, I've kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit, um, in terms of being totally plant-based. So now I call myself more, uh, flexible, I guess, (laughs) plant-based at convenience. Um, but the, the less, the more plant-based foods that I consume makes me feel better. Um, so I, I, did go down, down that route, you know, more recently, and I like it, but you have to be careful because, uh, you know, just because you do a plant-based diet doesn't always necessarily mean it's the healthiest because you have to watch the process stuff, you know, um, because you're eating plant-based, if you, you know, impossible burgers or, you know, those type of things are great, but, They're processed. So you have to, you know, just like if you ate meat, you you'd want to eat probably red meat in moderation. Same thing with those burgers, uh, plant-based burgers and stuff. A lot of them are processed, so you have to have those in moderation also.
0: Mm -hmm. So when you're plant-based, how do you get enough protein? Because I know you could get it from beans and things like that, but how do you get enough, really?
1: Yeah. So I supplement a lot of my stuff, my foods. When I can't get it from food, I'll have protein shakes, um, beans. um, I do do the Impossible Burgers. I, more recently I've tried to limit those. Um, You know, there there's a lot of vegetables that have some protein in it, you know. Um, You just gotta find, what works for you. It's, it's, it's hard, but you know, there are a lot of things that have protein in it that doesn't have to be meat.
0: So you have trimmed down a ton. Do you attribute that to the plant-based diet?
1: Not just being plant-based. I would attribute that a lot to, and I don't like, I don't like using the word diet, but definitely. Well, lifestyle. Lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and I, I started counting my macros, macronutrients, which are, mm-hmm. you know, um, your carbs, proteins, and fat. Um, you know, basically you can calculate what you need d- depending on it, your age, your height, your weight, your gender, and things like that, your activity level and uh that seems to work for me where um I do macro counting as well.
0: I tried to get into that but my attention span is just not
1: <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work. It's, it
0: is. It really it's a is. Lot of work. I mean yeah. like it's easy when you can scan the labels and, you know, it just gets in there. But when you have to manually input it and figure things out, it's it's not easy. It's At not least. easy.
1: Um, So now, like, I can kind of eyeball things a lot better. But uh, when I first started watching my nutrition very closely, um, macro counting and using an app was the way to go for me. Because otherwise, I was kind of just guessing how much I'm eating, you know, um, or, you know, and that could either make you eat, overeat or under eat, you know, when you're just guessing. So, you know, now I kind of, I don't use the app as much anymore. I kind of go based on how I feel, mm-hmm. you know, try not to be overstuffed and try to just eat until I'm satisfied, mm-hmm. you know? save the rest for later if I can, you know, my portions are, you know, five to six, maybe even seven small portions throughout the day. And that's including snacks and fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. Mm
0: -hmm. So this running slash triathlon fitness journey has led you into coaching as well. Yes. Yes. Why, how and why did you decide to Lend your knowledge to others?
1: So, and that's a good question. So, I wanted people to really experience what I felt as a triathlete like anybody can do this as long as you put in the work and you know you give it your best, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And I wanted other women, especially, to to realize like, hey, this is what a triathlon is. This is who a triathlete is. Is We don't all fit under the same big umbrella. We're all sizes. Um, we're all shapes. Um, we're all ages. You know, mm-hmm. one thing I didn't mention when I went to that race in Louisville was watching people in their 60s and 70s like doing this Ironman race, it was incredible. So, you know, we don't all fit under the same umbrella in terms of age, size, um, occupation. Um, So that's one of the main reasons why I started coaching. Um, When I do retire from my present job, I will have a whole lot more time to dedicate more time to coaching. This last year, Um, my coaching was very limited because, um, you know, I was working six days a week. So it was really hard for me to, to get into coaching and not give, you know, athletes my full attention. Plus races were canceled. So not a lot of people were, um, interested in coaching. So, but next Mm -hmm. year, by this time next year, I would have a whole lot more time dedicated to Mm -hmm. coaching more coaching more full-time,
0: you could say. I remember when I texted you and I, and I was like, I want to do this race. I think it was a what in Connecticut. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Oh, I, you know,
0: Yeah, and I wanted you to coach me, but I ended up changing my mind because I was just traveling so much and things like that. But whenever mm-hmm. I do get back into triathlon, you're going to be my coach.
1: Good. Good. Thank you, Kim.
0: <laughs> but I'm not doing any Ironman races. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to have to find some other brand salon brand. to do because, yeah, Iron Man. I get is, it.
1: They're over for me. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it.
0: So, what's up with your book? What made you want to write a book? This one? Oh, she got it. <laughs> she has it. And I want to preface this by saying that I read it on Kindle. Okay. If if you're going to pick up this book, you need to get the physical version because you have all of those, like, uh, what do you call it? The journals and, you know, there's videos in a book. Yeah. So tell us about your book. What made you want to write a book?
1: So I feel like I have such a story to tell with regard to my personal journey, um, where it allows people to not only get to know me a little bit better, because you know, let's face it, like you see things on Facebook and you're like, oh, this seems so easy, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I wanted people to really understand where I started, how I started, why I started kind of like what we're discussing here. And hopefully it. I wanted it to be able to inspire someone to do to get moving, really, you know, whether that for them is, you know, hitting weights in the gym or do their first 5K or do a triathlon, regardless of what the distance is. Um, and I honestly, if I ever write another book, one of the things that I wanna talk about, because each race that you do, and you can relate to this a lot, each race that you do, whether it's a 5K a sprint or an ironman there's a story behind every race right like you know how you got up that morning how you trained for that race you know maybe some drama in between you know um and i could literally tell you a story about each ironman that i've done each marathon that i've done each 10k that i've done where i remember things That's too much to tell, like in a Facebook post, like who likes reading long Facebook posts? I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's kind of like how the book started. It was one of those 10 day challenges where it was like, tell us every day for the next 10 days about your running challenge or something like that. I think that's what it was called, a run challenge. and each story that I told for those 10 days, the, from, from the first day till the 10th day was leading up to my Man race. And the posts were long. And I remember saying for each post, I'm sorry, this post is long, you know. And that's kind of what got me because people were texting me on the side and was like, you should write a story about that and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? And I, that's kind of where it started because I had so much to say that I couldn't say in a Facebook post and if i ever did write another book i want to be able to tell you guys a, the story behind each race particularly the, the longer distances you know the stories behind each of them you know what the training wow. was like
0: in this book you did say that you were writing another book i did i did <laughs> so you you put it out there so you have to do it now
1: I have to do it now. I put it on a runway, so it's out there. (laughs) But I I, I would like to tell people about the journey of each race that I've done in the longer distances, because there's a lot that goes into it, you know, with regards to getting up early, finding the time, you know, um, missing functions with, you know, like barbecues and you know, I remember one year I, I didn't go to one of my friend's weddings because I was scheduled for an Ironman. You know, um, so you know you kind of feel bad about those things. But like anything else, it's 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 been a lifestyle for me, Kim. Uh, you know, just like like you, it I'm never bored. If 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 swimming was on my schedule for training for today and I couldn't make it to swim, I have other options you know, where I could jump on the bike, you know, or I could go for a run. Um, so I'm never bored in that aspect. There's there's always something to do, mm-hmm. you know, and I I like that part of it. You know, it's like, you've, you know, people say, you know, movement is medicine. And it, it truly has been that for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just on someone else's show and I told him like, training for a triathlon was like some of the best times in my life that I can you know yeah. period because like we formed so many friendships
1: bonds yes yeah
0: through this you know I train with my buddy Allison and she's like one of my besties yes. to this day and mm-hmm. yeah I just think like the, the dedication it takes to yeah. do triathlon of any distance like people don't understand really what it takes and I commend you for working a full-time job and training for a full eye because I can't do it. I just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, I just, I can't do it. So I commend you for, you know, putting in the effort and you've improved dr- drastically over the years, you know? So yeah. you, you put in the work to get Thank the you. results, you know? And I'm proud of you, Super D. She's Super Thank D, you y'all.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Straight Kim. She's Straight Kim, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like I follow
0: a lot of things that you did. I don't, I don't know if you remember, but years ago, y'all were doing the nine plus one. I didn't even know what nine plus one was, but we did the Scotland races, Central Park.
1: dressed in our kilts and stuff like that. Yes. (laughs) I
0: remember I saw you guys and you know, we all did our own race and I remember you texting me and I probably was at mile three and y'all were finished already. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) you were like, where are you at? I'm like, you know, I'm running, I'm still running the race. and you know you said take care y'all leaving you know you said take care do good and you know but those are like the things that i remember and that was the catalyst for me watching you to do the nine plus one and get into new york city marathon so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's like wow i know it it really is it it really is a community right and um and when you find the right community it it makes you accountable. It makes it, you know, fun. Um, it, it 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 makes a big difference, you know. Mm-hmm. As, is, and 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 that's in any distance, like you said, training for any distance. It doesn't have to be the long distance to find this accountability, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it it feels really great.
0: And I, you know, Brett, right? Of course. So Brett texted me yesterday, coincidentally, and he said, he te- he,
1: te- he texted me while I was away. Actually,
0: he, he sent your picture for Zoot. And he's like, because of me, he knows you and because of you, he wants to do tries. So I am like, wow, wow.
1: He literally, he texted me while, um, I was away last week and he sent me the same picture that you're talking about. And he did mention that he's interested in doing a triathlon. And that's what I want. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure where this sport was when we were in school and, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's just something, Mm -hmm. at least where I grew up anyway, no one talked about it. I didn't didn't know anything about it until I was 40 years old. So to hear other people say that, it makes me feel really good, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And that's regardless of any distance that they're doing, you know.
0: And you know what, that's like the power of social media today. Cause I don't post my workouts like I used to, cause I've been in the game so long now and it's like, <laughs> you know, it gets, gets old, but yeah. I, I see people coming up behind us and they're doing what we did. And I'm like, you yeah. know, they're paving the way for, for we others. paved the way for them and they're paving the way for the next generation. So, you know, it, yeah. all, comes, it all comes full circle. It does. But... I want to yeah. tell everyone to pick up Dion's book. Tell them the name of your book and where they could get it.
1: <laughs> so, thank you, Kim. The name of the book is On a Mission um, Plan Your Goals and Journal Your Vision. It's not just a, a tell all book all about myself or anything like that. This book is about you, also, where you there's a journal inside, um, there's QR codes that you can scan. With using your smartphone, where it'll lead you to a video that I recorded, videos that I recorded. Excuse me. Uh, you can get the book uh, on Amazon.com. It's 19.99, or you can get it on my website, which is dd slash dash. Excuse me, fespiration.com. So either place you can get it. If you got it on Amazon, it um, it would go straight to you. But if you got it on my website um I could sign it for you if you
0: like and and send mm. it so you'll yeah. get like Brad Coulter he said I know a celebrity so you'll get the celebrity signed copy <laughs> yeah MCU I could sign it if you book. come on the
1: website
0: yeah. but yeah I loved reading it because I felt like I was reading my journey too almost right
1: well you're <laughs> part of you and you are part of my journey like I know you know we, we, we swam together so much, you know, at the pool and, you know, I'm always, always trying to keep up with Kim in the pool. And, you know, it's, we, it's, it's all about journey, right? Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I love it. I loved reading the book. I love seeing the pictures where you guys are at the diva race with the feather boas. like, it's a good read. It really is. And thank you.
1: It's an easy read too. It's like, you know, it's
0: yeah, it's not going to take you
1: all week to read it.
0: Yeah. Cause you're telling stories and it keeps, you know, it keeps the reader engaged and you even have like quotes from stories from other people in the book as well, which was nice to read, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm proud of everything that you do. And thank you, Kim. I
1: really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. I'm glad thank that you. I finally got to talk to you and, and my audience can get to know you so we can expand your audience as well, mm-hmm. because Yeah, I think, especially in triathlon, there's not enough of us, enough women, enough black women, enough black people, period. period. (laughs) You know, so yeah, yeah, you telling your story and you being a coach will hopefully, you know, encourage more of us to get into the sport because we're running, you know, we're we're making a little bit of a dent in running, but yeah, triathlon is is a different beast.
1: Right.
0: You know, and yeah. it, it takes a lot to want to get into the sport. But when people see you doing it, then that's going to encourage others to want to do it, especially yeah. if you're you're coaching.
1: Yeah. And I know. You know, I don't want people to feel intimidated, like, oh, my God, that's that's you know, swimming, biking and running all in one day. You know, um, and it, even if you did it not to race, if you did it as just a, you know, to keep in shape, to, you know, have this lifestyle it's i i personally love it um running after a while it's been hard on my body so being to switch things up between you know swimming and biking you know helps a little bit and like i said i'm i'm never bored at any one thing because there's always something to do Mm -hmm. you know
0: and when you find your person that you can train with it's like it makes it
1: all the more fun it really does it really does. You know, it it holds you and that other person accountable because there's going to be days when you don't feel like getting up early or doing something after work and that other person's talking on you like, come on, we got to go and, and vice versa. It really does help. Mm-hmm. It does.
0: Yeah. So I want to thank Dion for being on the Runway Podcast. It was a pleasure having you on. And I hope that we will, once this panoramic is over... <laughs>
1: We'll see each other in person. Yeah, right? we'll
0: get to hang out and like the the good old days. God. Remember mm-hmm. we went to that party? Lisa had our birthday party at that spot.
1: Which one? Oh she
0: had a fiftieth birthday party. Oh yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah Also like the good old days, man. I, miss I them. know. I know. But, but thank yeah. you for having me on your show. I love your show, Kevin. I'm so proud of you as well. Like thank you. Keep us informed. Do you like, you know got all the questions and answers coming. It's, I love it. I really do love your show. I'm really proud of you. And I love the name too. Where did the name come from? Can you
0: tell me about that? Well, and this is funny because I had another name that I wanted to use, but it was already taken. So I was in bed and I was like, I'll ask my husband to help me find a name. (laughs) and I was like the run I need a I need an ending and he came up with wave and he had no idea that there are waves and races which is crazy and it just fit the
1: run wave it fit it fits I love it
0: and where can I get a sweatshirt the runwave.com girl slash shop okay okay
1: I'm gonna check it out so tell everybody
0: of course tell everybody where they can find you on um socials
1: sure so uh, my instagram is dd underscore fitspiration that's instagram and on facebook um, just under my name Dionne Tagoreville
0: and I will leave all of her links down below so you can follow her and you can pick up her book it is a good read so make sure you get it from her website so she don't have to pay amazon y'all get it from her website so she can sign it <laughs> thank you and you you get it right from the source so again thank you for being on the runway podcast and hope to see you
1: soon stay safe and stay healthy Kim good seeing you you too
0: all right I hope you enjoyed my chat with Dion I will leave all of her contact information uh, down below you can scroll up right now and check it out it was such a pleasure chatting with her. Having her on the Runway podcast is always great when I can chat with people that I know in real life, <laughs> and she is one of those people. So I hope you enjoyed her story. Make sure you pick up her book. I will leave the link for that book down below, and remember to order it on her website, and you'll get an actual autographed copy straight from Dion. So. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode of The Runway Podcast, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe to The Runway on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It would really help me out. If you're a runner that has a story to tell and you would like to be on the show, you can email hello at therunwave.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram to The Run Wave. See you next time.